0: Love Talk Radio. To you as we go for Zohar in fifteen, our second week together. Thank you so much for all the support of the first week. I just got some really great uh, emails and messages, and again, I want to thank you very much. One of the emails asked the question, "How did I get started uh, reading the Zohar and studying the Zohar?" And uh, I'll give it to you in a quick synopsis. Uh, my spiritual father, Rabbi Hilbrandt, uh, called me one day, and, and this is over almost two years ago. And he says, in his he does his his famous weekend." Spiritual father voice, my son, I have a book I want you to read. I'm like, all oh, right, that sounds like great, let's say. Which What is it? It's a book, it's called The Zohar. It's about the first five books of your Bible, Law of Moses, I want you to read it. Like, all right, great. Well, I find out later after I already committed to it that it's 23 volumes long, and uh, this would be a two or three year journey. I'm in volume 15, I'm about 100 pages away from the end, heading for volume 16, feeling like I'm really getting somewhere, but... At first, I thought he put me together. It was so hard when I first started getting into it because it was just a whole new way of looking. In the, in, the, in the Zohar, the studies of the Torah talk about the fact that there are things that are revealed. You know, Jacob went here. Isaac did this. Abraham did these things. But yet, underneath that is what's is what's concealed. And that to know the wisdom and the glory of the Master is to, is to understand the concealment. It's to study the things that are concealed. Tonight, we're going to be talking about Holiness by association. How do we become holy? You know, there's a a great misconception amongst uh, my Christian brothers and sisters about what the law of Moses is about. They believe that Jews hold tightly to the law of Moses because that makes them holy. That makes them righteous. But if you really ask a Jew, again, you can't say Jews and expect that represents 100% of it. But by and large, in large portions... If you ask a Jew, does he think that he becomes holy because of observance of the law, he'll tell you no. If he thinks he becomes righteous because of his observance of the law, he'll tell you no. Our holiness is only by our connection with God. I want to say that again. Our holiness is only by our connection with God. It is not. You don't become holy by a a one-time confession or a one-time conversion. It's like, oh, I believe in Jesus. I became a Christian. Now I am holy. Oh, I follow this. I practice Kabbalah. I'm a, I am now holy, I'm holy by this or that. You're only holy by association and only when you're associated with God, with Hashem. It's not about believing all the right doctrinal elements. You know, in, in the early Christian community, they didn't have all the doctrines knocked out. It wasn't until the 3rd, 4th, 5th century when they really started writing these things down. They didn't fully understand what was happening, but that didn't stop them from being holy because they focused on what they had, which was their connection with the Creator, or their connection with God. In the Zohar section, we're going to be reading. It is from volume 15, as I said earlier. The chapter or the section is Tazri. It is chapter 26 and verse number 138, and we'll also be reading 141. Rabbi Abba said, "I see that people in the world do not observe or know the glory of their Master. It is written of Israel, and have separated you from the peoples that you should be Mine, and sanctify yourselves therefore." and be holy, for I am Hashem, your Elohim. But if they draw far from the Holy One, blessed be He, where is their holiness? If their wish is to be distanced from Him. The verse declares, Do not be like the horse or the mule, who do not have understanding. Psalms uh, 32.9 For people are different from a horse and a mule only by their holiness, so as, the whole and distinguished, so as to be whole and distinguished Amongst everything, There are two things that Rabbi Abba gives us in our verse that we can study here with him. One of them is he sees that people in the world do not, uh, do not observe the Master. They do not see him. Now you can observe the Master, by the way. That word observe or observation can be one of two things. Observe is actually see something in its function, to, to look and to see it. And another one, observe, means to obey it. There are precepts and commandments that have been given to us in scriptures for us to follow. Now again, if you're a Gentile, Gentile believer in Jesus of Nazareth, if you're a Gentile believer in God, and you're not Jewish, you have not been called to the law of Torah, you've not been called to it. I don't even see why there's an argument about whether it exists or does not exist, strictly by the fact that you're not called to follow that. But if you want a genuine and authorized relationship with God, it's by obedience to the commandments that He's given us, the precepts and the commandments build that relationship and we begin to associate and connect with Creator and when we associate and connect with Him that's when you establish holiness now you can also observe Him in creation you can see Him in in your actions how many times have you ever done something where you sat back and said wow that was that was pretty good that was very caring it's amazing that we will see God and we'll connect with God more when we do transforming acts of sharing I'll say that again We'll see God and connect with him more when we do transforming acts of sharing more than anything else. And what I mean by transforming acts of sharing is I mean things that are outside your comfort zone, things that are are tough to do, things that you share and do, and there's no response back. There's nobody who says, oh, I'm going to reward that person, I'm going to thank that person. I'm talking about the sneaky acts of sharing where the person that benefits from it doesn't even know that, that you've done that. They just simply are blessed by your contribution and your sharing with him. And we also see our master. We also observe our master in our own actions, in the way that we live, in the way that we talk. There is so much that we can share. And so many people have such great value in what they've been through in their lives, in the tragedies they've endured, the, the, the holes they've climbed out of, all because God has been there for them. And there's so much sharing that we can do. We see him in our lives. The second thing that Rabbi Abba tells us is that we can know the glory of the Master. We can know the glory of the Master. Holiness by association means if I'm going to be associated with the Creator, I need to know Him. And know Him, by the way, is a lifetime pursuit. And I want to say this to a lot of people that are listening, and I hope you get it. I want you to know that you cannot know the glory of the Master. You cannot associate. In his holiness you cannot be connected by a once a week service a one day a week be kind to God on Sunday or or whatever your preferred day of worship may be that is not going to do it and even if you go Sunday morning and you go Sunday night and you go to that Wednesday night prayer meeting camp meeting type thing that still is not a connection that will bring you holiness that will not bring you holiness by association it is a lifetime pursuit It's what you do and study and live away from your spiritual gathering, away from your fellowships, away from your congregations. To know something in a biblical sense is to be intimate with it, is to be able to readily recognize it, to be readily available to see it. You know, I've been married to my wife now going on 11 years, and I see her different than I see any other woman in the world. I see her completely different because I know her. If you came to me and said, oh, your wife said this today, I could tell you if you're right or if you're wrong. If she said, oh, your wife has said this about you today, I'll know. Because I know her deeply. I know her intimately. And that's not just in an in a, uh, intimate or sexual sense. Even though there's nothing to be shameful about that. There's nothing to be ashamed about that. But it's because we spend time together. We're friends. We talk together. I am her husband, not by license. Somebody licensed me and now I'm her husband, like I'm a dog. She's not, like she's an animal, we're licensed. But we're married, we have a marriage by association. Because we have been with each other for a long time. Because we care about each other, we treat each other like friends. Because we communicate. By association, we have this marriage. This whole talk about marriage license is nonsense to me. We're not dogs. By the way, there's no marriage licenses mentioned in the Bible. Gotta bring that up. It's about connecting on the soul level and not on the surface. You can go to church, and you can raise your hands, and you can sing, and you can celebrate, and you can dance, and all those things are great. There's nothing to, to to be said bad about those things, but that's got nothing to do with being connected to God on the soul level, to being connected to Him spiritually, to 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 want to learn and to draw from Him. Now we can never own God. I'm not suggesting that that we can know Him and own Him or fully comprehend Him. And that's the great part, is that every day in my life, every day in your life, every day on the journey, there's something more to learn about Him, there's something more to receive, there's something more that's concealed, that He wants to reveal to us, little pieces at a time. And you say, well, it's just impossible to be holy, it's impossible to be like Him. That's not true. The Scriptures tell us that we are small pieces of a rock hewn out of the large rock. hewn out of the rock of ages. And we can come to know His glory. But we miss God. And we keep forgetting that God who called us. Read Leviticus 20, 26 when you have a chance. To be connected to God, by the way, it's a, to not be connected to God is to be connected to something else. You know, we have elections coming up. As a matter of fact, tonight was uh Vice President Biden and Vice, and President Obama were giving their speeches tonight. When you go to vote for the president of the United States, you get one vote. And by clicking that one vote, you unclick everything else. And when we as he, as Rabbi Abba said, later he said that they draw from the whole they draw away from the holy one by their own wish. When you say I want to go to the other side, I want the evil inclination. I want a desire to receive for self alone. When you click that box, you unclick God's box. You unclick that connection, that association to holiness. God will not force his presence or his glory on anyone. Horses and mules, this is interesting. Horses and mules, they have no understanding. Now, they do horse and mule things. Now, they can be trained. And they can be bred to perform many tasks. You saw them, uh, I think in the Olympics, they had horses out there jumping around and doing their things, and, and you watch these movies, and, and these train of horses pulling log, you know, these these rolling uh, wagons and all these things, and, and you think of mules, you know, you could train them to do all kinds of things, to plow the uh, the fields and, and all these things, you could train them to do those things. Just like you could train somebody to attend church, to sing, you could teach them to worship, to tithe, to fellowship, but that doesn't mean they understand, because the horses don't understand and mules don't understand and neither does the person who's given himself to the other side neither is the person who's given himself to, to the evil inclination when the right decisions are employed when we do the right, make the right choices it can lead to a life of holiness Rabbi Abba goes on in verse 141 and says this if people keep away from the holy one blessed be he and he can, and, and conduct themselves like animals where is their holiness to make them holy? Where are their holy souls that they drawn from above? King Solomon cries out, saying also, that the soul be without knowledge is not good. Proverbs 19.2 And without knowledge. Knowledge refers to the Holy One, blessed be he. The soul is not good. refers to the soul that is drawn by its deed. It is not good because it gives itself to the other side, which is not good, since they do not direct their hearts towards the Holy One, blessed be he. This is a very powerful verse. A very powerful verse where he is saying that King Solomon says that the soul without knowledge, knowledge by the way, what's knowledge? Knowledge is the Holy One. Knowledge is knowing God is not good and if it's not good, it's on the other side but it's a real interesting comment when he says that the soul will be drawn to their deed the soul will be drawn to his deed. This means that when the soul is part of the evil inclination, there's no holiness that can be found there Real quickly, you say, "Oh, well, holiness is such a large subject, and it's so hard, and how am I going to succeed in it, and how can I do this? I have an answer. This is a great story. When riding on a train, a rich man would generally ride in the comfort of first class with a lot of space to stretch out and enjoy the journey, while a poor man would crowd in a third-class seating area, which would not be very comfortable. Once, a poor beggar wanted to go to another city three train stops away from where he was currently living. He had enough money to travel in third class, but this time, for some reason, the man really wanted to travel first class, telling himself that he deserved a rest after hard work of begging. To travel first class, however, he would not be able to reach the city three train stops away. This did not deter him, because he planned to travel as far as class take him, and then get off at the station there and beg for more charity to complete his journey. The beggar spread himself out comfortably in the first class and enjoyed himself immensely. When the train stopped at the appropriate station, the ticketmaster came to him and reminded him to get off the train. The poor man got up, took his bag, and was about to get off the train and start collecting charity when he realized that the train had stopped in the middle of the desert. There was no one who could help him get where he wanted to go, and he had no way of returning home either. Start with the little things. Don't think that holiness will come to your first class. Understand that God loves you and he wants to see you succeed. And if you simply make the effort of reaching out to him, not trying to impress the ones around you, not trying to fit into a religious system, but simply say, God, I want to be holy with you by association because I know it is you and you alone that can bring me to this place. I'm David Fournier, one of the instructors here at Restoring Grace, thank you so much for joining me on this edition of Zohar in 15.